record now. So I'm recording. All right, you guys are on? Oh, hello. Hey, Genevieve, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm all right, holding up in the little uh, shed in the backyard. <laughs> okay, are you are you like self-quarantining in the shed, or no, you're just there for recording? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, a little no, bit of both. <laughs> a little bit actually. of both, yeah. <laughs> He's there for recording purposes. Okay. Um, all right, Abram, hit the music. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that, that sound is not so great, but we'll take it. Welcome to the Radical Bureaucrat, a podcast for people who want to change institutions from the inside. One take. It is the afternoon of Tuesday, March 17th. As of last night, there were 923 cases of coronavirus in New York City and 10 deaths. So this is an this is increasing exponentially, just as so many have predicted. This is essentially day three of, uh, of where we're counting days uh, on the radical bureaucrat of, the, of what you can informally think of as a lockdown in New York City. A lot of people self-quarantining, self uh, working from home and, and even waiting for permission to work from home uh, or being told don't come to work because your, your job is now being laid off. Uh, many other places are in lockdown as well. Uh, and today we're going to record with a dynamic guest from Sam's hometown. And uh, I'm sorry, from my hometown. Sam's hometown is a little bit north from there. Los Angeles, California. Genevieve DeBose, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you, and uh, allow me to brag on you for a moment, Genevieve. Please do. Okay. Uh, this is something that, bragging on Genevieve is something I have a lot of experience with because we've been friends for over 20 years, and she is the closest thing to a sister I have besides my actual sister. Um, Genevieve is a national board sort of certified teacher, a U.S. Department of Education Teaching Ambassador Fellow. She is a senior middle school correspondent on All of the Above, a show that tackles education issues, and you can check it out on YouTube. She's currently a middle school literacy coach. She basically is like has so many accolades, uh, I've only listed a small portion of them. Um, and I can also tell you that she's a dope salsa dancer, she's a freestyle rapper, she's a capoeira artist, the list goes on as well. And in any room that she walks into, Genevieve brings love and light. So we're so glad to have you on, Genevieve. Yeah, cosine. Aw, thank you. I appreciate your brag. And as one of my teachers told me once, when somebody gives you a compliment, with all love, you say thank you. It's true. <laughs> so we have, to, we, have to, we have to practice saying that. That's right. You know, we defer. Right. We're like, no, no. But you know what? Take it in. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. It's true. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. So how are you guys holding up? How, how are things in Los Angeles? I know it's a little more spread out than here. How, how are you doing? Yeah, things here are very weird. Um, that's really the only word I have right now. Weird. It's not the only word, actually. Unknown. Um, we're just kind of waiting. And uh, 
I was on some calls this morning uh, with a couple of my colleagues because I am also self-quarantining and working from home. Um, L.A. schools are closed. Uh, That was effective on Monday for two weeks, but we all know that it's going to be most likely longer than that. And and it's just very strange. Um, Right before this this call, I went to just take a walk around the block because I'd been inside all morning and... uh, yeah, there's a lot of people out walking, but everybody is keeping their distance. And, um, you know, I think we're just all cooped up inside, which is the safest and best thing that we can do right now for those of us that are not, like, seriously ill. Um, and it's just all, all very strange. People, we don't really know what kind of on hold it feels like right now and just kind of waiting. Wow. So... You know, given all that, we wanted to ask you just as an individual, uh, you know, your specific circumstance, what's an important challenge that you are facing today? Could be at work, could be personal, just one challenge that you're really Hmm. grappling with. I I think for me, and this is like something in general in my life, but it's so much more present now. I'm actually, a challenge for me is just being present. Hmm. Um, I... Monday was really hard for me. It was very strange. I, I did. It was our first day working from home. And I, I mean, I probably got like two hours of work done, real, honestly. Like it just was adjusting. And then yesterday mm-hmm. felt good and I felt fine. And then today I feel kind of lost again. Um, and so for me, I think something that I am challenging myself with and I'm challenged by is just being present in this moment, you know, not being stuck in the past and like, Oh, we could have done this. We should have done that. And not being in the future, you know, like what, what's coming, just really sitting where I am right now and, and being aware, you know, in this moment. And for me, that's very hard. And I think, you know, it's hard in general, but especially in a time like this where there is just so much uncertainty, which we never, you know, there's so much uncertainty in the world, always but this just feels so much more heightened and 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 scary so yeah. staying present is, is is my challenge right now you know as you were talking i was reminded so so genevieve and i were neighbors for years in harlem before she sadly moved to la um and when she was here there were for the two years that you worked from home um yes yeah. oh my and and you are such an extrovert like in the sense that you get your energy from being around people and and uh that was such a painful thing for you and so i i was just realizing like working from home now under these circumstances has to be that much harder for you because of the type of person you are how much you love people and being around people yeah no absolutely and and i what the only thing that i think is making this quote unquote easier is a I, I have that experience before, so I know like for myself, like hey, it's about having schedules and about having routines and and like you know you're tired and maybe you don't have a meeting till nine o'clock, but that doesn't mean you should wake up at eight forty five. You know, just things like that. But then I think the other thing that's making it somewhat easier is that we're all in the same situation right now, mm-hmm. and so you know before I took that walk, I was on 
one of my colleagues organized like a Zoom lunchtime hangout. And so there were just, you know, like six of us on this Zoom yes. call and watch, just watching each other make their, each other's lunches, talking about baking and, and just checking in. And, and so the fact that there are so many more of us, you know, I did yoga virtually with two colleagues yesterday at five o'clock. I've never mm-hmm. done that before, you know, um, just that we're all connecting in this different type of way makes it more feel better. I mean, feel more mm-hmm. connected, but yeah, it's still like, you know, if you don't have somebody physically around you or it's not safe to be physically around someone, you know, you don't get to hug someone or you don't get mm-hmm. to give a kiss or a cuddle, you know? So that's, 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 that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa mm-hmm. and I, Lisa and I have been talking about uh, the joke on social media that coronavirus is like anti people of color because we all want to like hug and, and give kisses and be affectionate and, and, and hold, you know, our, whenever we see uh, old friends, you know, uh, inevitably one of them uh, will grab Lisa's arm and, and go walk with her. So like that piece of it, is there's there's some real adjustment to go through and yeah. like absolutely i think that's gonna no leave a mark to, have to do that for months yeah no for real and and i'm i'm in very close proximity to my parents right now and they're both over 70 and i still you know when i see them it's like i i stay six feet away i you know i i give them like if my mom is in my path to where I'm walking, I'm like, mom, you have to scoot over. Like you had to move, you know, because, but I want to give them hugs, you know, and I, and I can't. So that's, mm. that's, that is going, I think, to take a real toll on us in terms of our, yeah, human nature to, to be physically connected to each other. Can you orient us a little bit to, um, to your work now and, and just what it looks like? What is your day to day looking like? Like how, how has your work changed? from this week from whatever you're doing a week or two ago yeah so i'm a middle school literacy coach so i'm based at edwin markham middle school in watts here in la and um you know so uh like a week ago what's today wednesday yeah a week ago i was you know at my school site um you know planning with teachers, uh, going into classrooms, live coaching teachers, supporting students, um, helping administer assessments, like, you know, all kinds of stuff. That was a week ago, you know, seven days ago. And being somebody who is school-based and being somebody who, you know, is like an on-the-ground person, my role right now, like I said earlier, is very unknown. And so part of my work has been... Uh, in preparation, we learned on, you know, we kind of got word, there's, like the union called on, you know, had a press conference last Thursday to call for schools to be closed. You know, we heard some murmur that the district was talking about it. And then we learned on Friday morning, you know, at 10 a.m. that the district would be closing schools that, you know, effective Monday. And, uh, you know, so there was all hands on deck clamor to, you know, get work together for students connected to what they're already learning. Um, and so, you know, we were like a full team effort on Friday at Markham running copies because not all of our students have access to devices. Mm-hmm. We do have like a school to home program, um, you know, but that's a voluntary program and some families have signed up for it and they've taken devices home and others have not. So, 
you know, so we, our principal was very adamant around like, let's, it has to be paper and pencil or paper and pen right now because we want to make sure that all kids have access. And those who can do it digitally can do it digitally, but those who don't, you know, can do it old school. And so we had to run, you know, like 600 sets of copies for like all these different content areas. Of course, Mm -hmm. both of our copiers ran out of toner. Mm -hmm. Of course, there wasn't like a replacement, but we had, you know, had to go old school on the Diplo machine. (laughs) So it was just, it was a lot of like, but what, what was really beautiful was like, there was this coordinated effort across our school site of getting this, you know, this, this, this work to students, but also sharing with them like, hey, like, you know, this is an unknown time, but we love you. We care about you. We're going to keep you posted. Our school has a really, our principal does an amazing job of having this like Instagram page that a lot of kids follow and our, it's a way that he connects with with kids and shares what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, even as as there were some kids that, you know, didn't get their packet, whatever, because their class for whatever reason, and they were stopping by the principal's, the main office on the way out. We had like, 20 kids like I need my seventh grade English packet I need my sixth grade science packet and they were like you know kids are like when are we coming back you know they they you know every middle school probably their dream in their mind is like <laughs> yeah no school you know for mm-hmm. like we think that but then we had a kid write on you know on Instagram yesterday like when do we come back Mr. Kim and mm. it's like kids like school, especially middle school, it's such a place of um, of value and importance. And like that, middle schoolers are so social. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, how they connect and that's how they are. And so for them to possibly not be with each other for the rest of the school year. And I was thinking, you know, this morning about some of my eighth graders and like their graduation and like, you know, just, just what it was that for me, that's something that is so different is like, you know, trying to stay present but also recognizing, man, I wish like we could have had a little bit more closure with kids before knowing. I mean, we don't know. Maybe we will be back, but the governor announced yesterday that there's a strong possibility that California schools will be closed through the summer, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So my, my life is very different. My work is very different. So right now I'm, I'm supporting with like, you know, supporting teachers with creating more opportunities for students to connect with tech connected to the units that we're in right now. So I, you know, I, I spoke with our assistant principal this morning and she asked me to kind of spearhead that. So I'm doing some of that work. And then also just, you know, thinking about how, what are the best ways we can support our schools with resources they need to, um, you know, to help students be successful during this time of uncertainty. That um, description of your school and the way that your school was rallying together is such a, a beautiful description of how local communities are trying to find solutions right now. And there's this dynamic where we're looking to leaders and the governor and the president and, and the leaders at every level have such an important role to play. And also, you know, communities as they have always done are finding ways to come together and do the best that they can. Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, uh, there's yeah. a profound um, there's a profound piece, Genevieve, of what you're saying. And and it kind of echoed what you were saying a second earlier about this the sort of social costs of isolation. Um, like the the sort of emotional and social cost to adults of feeling kind of like violated or, or isolated or whatever. Um, but like school for students, especially students in 
the kind of transition years in adolescence, before, after, in the transition into adulthood and college, like that, like it's such an anchor of belonging. So, so much mm-hmm. so that schools are where we intentionally socialize people into citizenship. Their belonging to the nation is predicated upon their belonging in a school. And so, you know, yeah, it's fun to, to be off or whatever, to have freedom. But, but that um, sense of belonging, we have to figure out how to find that sense of belonging remotely, right? Virtually, when we right. can't be physically together. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think so much, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's like our kids who are, you know, addicted to social media and like have this, like they connect with each other virtually, like all the time. I'm really curious, like how that will play out in, in a positive way uh, during yeah. this time. And, and I mean, just seeing, like seeing communities step up and, and, you know, you know, my school is in a high need community, you know, um, and seeing like local businesses. And I've seen this, you know, I've seen this with my old school community in the Bronx as well, like restaurants recognizing like, Hey, we'll be giving lunches and breakfast to kids free of charge, you know, during this time, because so many of my students, you know, they get two of their three meals a day from school, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, LA has now, um, you know, has like, at least in my area of LA, like our local district, there's like 40 grab and go sites that kids can, families can show up to and get two meals, um, or maybe it's even three meals a day. Um, and they, there's like a whole drive through process to keep everybody like physically distant and safe. But I just, it's, it's really, it is in the absence of, and I don't want to say in the absence of leadership, but in the absence of like, um, I guess defined leadership, like, like clear directions. There are leaders. Yeah. There are leaders in all levels of our society across, you know, across our communities that, that those leaders, you know, our community leaders really are standing up and saying, Hey, our, our young folks in what need support during this time. And here's how, you know, we can offer support in whatever way that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a strange time. It's, it's a strange, strange time. time. It is. And I, I keep thinking about how much, like, what are we going to learn from this? And in a practical way, like schools are being forced. If you weren't already doing online learning as a school community, people are having, being forced to learn how to do some version of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and some hopefully, you know, who knows how many are going to learn how to do it effectively, um, hopefully more than those who don't. But, um, you know, those who, who weren't kind of getting with that program are being forced into it. And that's just one teeny, like one the first thing. But there's so much more, so many more lessons that people are going to learn. I mean, the I, I just, I can't even fathom, it's impossible to to start to understand all the ways in which our society is going to be changed by this. Um, but a lot of it, I feel like is just what, what are we going to learn from being in a completely different environment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think too, it's like, I think about myself as like a 40 something year old woman, like wrestling with that question. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, what am I going to take from this? What am I going to learn? How am I going to be of service? Like, you know, and, and I think about, like, 
our young people, my like 11 to 15 year old students, uh, middle schoolers who they're, I, I, I am, I am definitely, you know, like, yes, we have three more months in the school year here in Los Angeles and, and students, kids need to be learning. And in this strange transitional time that we are in right now, we also just really need to be prioritizing, like checking in with how Mm -hmm. our young folks are doing and, 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 and I guess reassuring to them, like, this is a space for learning, but like in the broadest sense, like what are you going to learn about yourself and your community and like your role during yeah. this time? And I, I, I feel like it's an interesting mix. Like, you know, I'm active on Twitter and like following like a lot of, you know, Twitter threads around this. It's like, you kind of have educators. Some were like in one box of like, yeah, you know, how are we going to get, like virtual and distance learning up and running and like so our kids you know don't stop learning and then you got other folks that are like yeah how are we going to be checking in with our kids to yeah. make sure they're okay and yeah. that they you know they're safe and and it's it's interesting like i just it's like somebody else had mentioned like you know the, the kids who are reading at home right now are the kids who have been given books like over the course of their schooling year and have yeah. a strong reading identity and like yeah. otherwise I can't be like, hey, you should be reading at home when I've never given you that opportunity, you know? So right. I think it's going to give us some, like, interesting reflections on our teaching and learning also, yeah. you know? Yeah, I was listening to the um, – we're not the only ones who had the idea that it'd be good to start up our podcast again. Yeah, uh, that's right. During this time. <laughs> um, I was listening yesterday. Uh, we have a friend of the podcast, Pat Williamson, is, is part of a podcast called Three Educated Brothers. And – they were saying on the podcast, if you weren't already the type of educator that is checking in on your students emotionally before, you're not, it's going to be hard to do it now. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't already the type of educator in the school community that was getting kids invested in learning, it's not going to happen now. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's a, a sense in which if people are trying to catch up at this point, like it's scary to think that, like it, it, it's it's just going to be too late because there are a lot of kids who are checked out of school because of the school experiences that they've had. Um, and then the other part of that too, which, you know, is true whether it's now or, or before is what we talk about in this podcast all the time. It's like, what are your values and are your values guiding the way that you show up? Uh, and if what you're placing a premium on is like, earning a credit or passing a test or something like that, um, it's going to be hard to get kids invested uh, at, at any point in time. Absolutely. And and that is like the, per- I, I if I can, I would love to give a shout out to our principal because mm. I feel like Mr. Alex Kim, who is in a, a, the phenomenal principal and the proud principal, as he says, of Edwin Markham Middle School, um, mm-hmm. he, he really does place a premium on knowing who our kids are, like recognizing their strengths, like their challenges, like seeing them as whole kids and like consistently communicating to them, like through the PA announcements, through his connections and interactions with kids, through his like his physical placement on the campus, like how much he loves and supports and how we as a Markham community love and support all of our kids. And he's just, 
it's so it's it's really what you're saying just totally rings true that like that's why we have certain kids asking like when can we come back because mm. they recognize like this is this is he called you know it's the Markham family like we are family on our campus and that's really you know a testament to like the the, the, the example that he has set and modeled uh, for for our kids and for our staff. So I, I shout out Mr. Kim today. He's at our school shout out. now, even though he's a dad, you know, he's a dad of two mm-hmm. young boys and he's, you know, helping run the grab and go lunch center there and, and, you know, doing his role. So he's, we he's salute you, awesome Mr. school Kim. leader. Yep. Props to Mr. Kim. And I, I'm going to speak for Mr. Kim and say, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's, that's right. right that's right i hope you get to hear this me too um so so these are just brief conversations Genevieve, and we just wanted to ask you um and you you referred to this earlier on but uh what's one thing that is bringing you a sense of calm in the midst of this storm Ooh, um hmm. i will say bringing me calm gosh it's been so up and down i'm like when have i felt calm um you know i will say like what always brings me calm and joy which is like connecting with with people and so i i definitely like i have been on some awesome multi-person family facetime hangouts with my nephews and my nieces and Mm -hmm. that's been really joyful and like and, and has brought me positive energy, calm. I don't know when you've got like five kids, you know, 12 and under on a FaceTime, I know that calm, but, but also I think, you know, just like the art and, and creative, how, how creative people are being, um, around this time and their, in their efforts to connect. Like I loved following, you know, performers and folks on Instagram or on Twitter, um, just to, and, and seeing how they have put out their creative space energies and juices, like to bring joy to people mm-hmm. in a time that can feel really scary um, and very isolating in, in an effort to connect. So I think just, you know, staying connected to, to friends and family, uh, even if it's virtually like physically seeing people's faces has brought me um, some calm and also, um, yeah, just, just having space and time to be creative and recognizing like, wow, we have, we have so much, I mean, it's not that we have more time, but we have more time in one place. And so it's like, what just kind of constantly reflecting on what that means. And, and that, that to me is all, it's not calm, but it's also just an opportunity for, for learning and reflection. Mm-hmm. So on a personal note, I want to tell you that my, my two boys were wondering if they could talk to their auntie G uh, at about five fifteen on house party. So absolutely. Okay, good. I I'll downloaded the app. I already downloaded uh, it. <laughs> and and one thing that Genevieve used to do in New York, and I know she was planning on starting back up in LA, was is an art night. So I know those are going to be virtual art nights once you once you get them yeah. started back up. But uh, <laughs> we want to we want to do that too. Um, so uh, yeah, so she is Genevieve Debose. You guys can follow her on Twitter at Genevieve Debose, um, and uh, Abram. Gee, anything? Any last words? Uh, I yeah. guess. I guess just oh, off the oh, last thing, the uh, <laughs> the uh, turn your video camera on, you know, because people want to see your face. 
Um, mm. So like that's mm -hmm. healing. That that really helps people to feel a sense of calm and normalcy to like see your face. Brush your hair, do what you got to do, but turn the video <laughs> camera on. Yes. Yeah. I, I tried to have a video conference with a colleague this morning and she was like, can we just do it over the phone? Because I've been crying all morning. Oh. Oh. And she was so sad about everything. And I was like, absolutely. Sure. But I agree, yeah. Abram. I'm like, I'm like, let's see each other. And I just want to also um, say just another plug is I started yesterday an Instagram page for my students. And mm. it's my, my Instagram handle is just Miss Debose, M-S-B-E-B-O-S-E. And I'm mm. basically giving them like a daily tip or like, you know, hey, here's what our, what our work is. Uh, but it's just something to like, you know, I know a lot of teachers use Instagram and I, I haven't used it in that way before. And so... Just as another way to connect with kids. And then one last plug. I love like another podcast, which we've already announced, uh, is All of the Above Show, which mm -hmm. is a video-based uh, video uh, show and an awesome podcast with Dr. Manuel Rustin and Jeffrey Garrett, who are two of my awesome um, colleagues here. And they just also have a great take on, on education. And it's also a podcast. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Keep listening. I feel like people have more time to listen and watch things these days and so the more we can stay connected to education and, and the work that we're all doing the better yeah right on thank you so much g yeah thank you both thank you for bringing back the radical bureaucrat um you're welcome and, and i'm gonna brag on both of you later today <laughs> cool uh Bye. We'll, we'll, we'll tag you on twitter we love you and i'll talk okay. to you in half an hour on uh on house party okay okay love you bye love you guys bye bye So, Abram, let's and like good radicals. Wait, so what is house? What is house party exactly? Is this an app <laughs> or something? <laughs> house party is an app for um, video chatting. I don't know much about it. Uh, the young people, the cool kids are using oh, the it. Young people, it, it has the a lot ones. of cool features. Yeah. Okay. I know that. Yeah, um, I didn't know what that was. My my older son Gabo, who's in sixth grade, he uses it with his friends, and it's. Supposedly a really is. good app for big That's all the staff. endorsement I need. Yeah. All right. Let's end like good radicals. What's one thing you learned today that you can use to create a more just and equitable world? Oh, man, that was a sprawling, sprawling conversation. I feel like I, I picked up a few things. I feel like I need to listen to it again. Um, I think the, um, the piece about belonging, I think, was was the was the piece that I'm taking away. I think this connects to some of my learning from the rest of my day too. You know, I'm being on webinars and trying to kind of get something into the calendar representing important substantive work that we're going to spend our time doing. Um, belonging is really so much where it's at that like if, if, I, if, if people, if your job is giving you only a sense of pressure and stress and none of the belonging, mm -hmm. then that means that you've got to become a leader in this way and start creating some belonging. You know, the lunch, mm -hmm. the lunch video chat was such a good idea, right? The, mm -hmm. the just watch each other play lunch and, and laugh together, mm -hmm. you know, like bring back mm -hmm. that human piece that people are, mm -hmm. the longer we go without it, the more people are going to be short on grace for each other. And so let, you know, let's, uh, Let's double down on belonging. Amen. I mean, I think that is such a theme of 
everything that we've talked about on this podcast. And, um, yeah, I could go on and on about that. And I think we have, and, and we will, because it's, it's, it's everything. Um, the one thing that I took away was I, I just was really struck by the, the visual image of, in my mind of, of, um, of her school community coming together and rallying for these kids and, and for their, their families and, and for each other. And uh, especially before they left. And one thing that I've, I've seen on social media is people talking about how sad it was to not be able to really say goodbye. Uh, mm. And I think, you know, in New York, we even missed out on it more than LA because up until Sunday, the mayor was adamant that we were not going to close schools. Like up until Sunday morning, yeah. And then Sunday after Sunday evening, mm-hmm. he, you know, he changed directions and, and rightly so people had been calling for it. I'm glad he changed directions, but it's just, this has been so sudden that, um, and, and so I'm not criticizing the decision. I know it was a very, very difficult decision, but the tragedy of it is that these communities that are such real and heartfelt communities did not get to say goodbye properly. Um, and so there's the, that, the sadness of that and also the inspiration of uh, just the magic like of connectedness and how people have come together. And, and, and I think that one of the things that we have to look forward to are the reunions that are going to happen when this is all over and yeah. how those communities will come together and be stronger for it. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be very sad because honestly, there's going to be people from those communities who will be missing mm-hmm. either because they, they died or because they got lost in the shuffle. Um, and that's why this is all, that's part of why this is all so scary. Um, but, but um, yeah. yeah, just thinking yeah. about that. Well, as I learned from Netflix, uh, the, the poet Rumi, uh, wrote that where there is ruin, there is hope for a treasure. And so I think mm. even within the sadness and the difficulty and the, you know, the prolonged uh, difficulty uh, that we're, that we're, have just begun uh, to start to see over the horizon, you know, there is opportunities. I think I heard Genevieve trying to strike that note that, the, hey, it's also mm-hmm. an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to figure mm-hmm. out some things and, and to reach out for each other in a new way. So, hope for treasure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we but, should also end by being good bureaucrats. Um, sorry, I just got to get my music dialed in here. Abram and the music. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess we could talk about it. Um, so let's also end by being good bureaucrats. <laughs> the views expressed here are our personal opinions and do not reflect the official or unofficial position of any government, agency, policy, party, leader, or really anyone besides the two of us, and maybe you, but maybe not. This content has not been sponsored or approved by anyone. It was mostly made because we wanted an opportunity to talk about things that matter to everyone, whether they realize it or not. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everyone.